Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Let's get back to the Connor Happer Show on 1620 The Zone. All right, a couple comments here before we get to a phone call. Here's Doug on the YouTube. Douglas. Hi, Doug. Hey, when the game's over, be a good sport. Enjoy the win. The Blue Jay fan who berated Coach Hurley repeatedly is a poor sport. During the game, sure. After, leave it. He follows up and says, I'm a corn jay, which I didn't know existed. I thought it was a jaysker, which sounds a lot, a lot cooler. Corn jay? I don't, I don't care for yeah, that. I need, need a ruling on that. Okay, no. I'm a corn jay. Great win. But that fan yelling welcome to Omaha just to get a response was an idiot. Celebrate. Do not berate. Game is over. Josh, where'd you go on the stream, by the way? Are you, are you all right over there? Well, you know, the, the things you need to run a business here are like internet and not much else. And I don't have internet over here. I just like the idea of Mac just being up. He's just up there. He's just up there. He's just going to stay up there I for I guess a while. I could change it, but... <laughs> Um, this might be a video only stream right now. There might not be any audio. I like, I, I don't want to. I don't want to tell fans how to how to act. I just didn't think any of that stuff was over the line. I just didn't think any of that was over the line. Obviously, you're trying to get a response out of them, but I, I just think that makes it fun. I, like, I don't know. And if you're Dan Hurley, you can either choose to ignore it. Smart idea. Or <laughs> yell back at him and say, "I'm gonna kick your butt." You have options if you're the if you're the person who's getting yelled at. It's good to have options. I uh, I'm here for hate. Like I said, I I think it's uh, I think it's missed sometimes in our sports world. I like when competitors compete, and I like when the crowd is a player. Right, the crowd was a player last oh, night. Yeah, wasn't it? No, absolutely. That's why they call it the sixth man. That's why they call sure. it the, the, the 12th man. I I like when the crowd was a, is a player. Clearly had an effect on the game. Clearly. Uh, a couple tweets here. First from Chad. Hi, Chad. Uh, Creighton Court Storm was much better than the Detroit Mercy Court Storm after win number one last week where the one guy walked onto the floor <laughs> very slowly with his arms up in the air. Uh, y'all did it. <laughs> Nice job. Congrats, guys. Uh, O-Trips 12, RDJ. Hi, O-Trips 12, ODJ. R- R- RDJ. RDJ. Uh, who says we can't win out and potentially get a two-seed at this rate? Hardest games left are at home. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't like their chances to win out. But with that being said, even if they do, let's just let's just play it out. Um, you know, they have they have seven losses already. So in this, so in the situation that you have given me, they are going to win their next four and then three more to win. So they be twenty-seven and seven at the end of that run, leading into the NCAA tournament. Like Houston, Purdue, UConn, Arizona, all have five or less losses. Um, you know, and then and then you're dealing with a whole bunch of teams that are probably in that same category. So could they? 
could they get up to a two like theoretically and have better wins than some of the other teams in that category? I suppose it'll be hard. Do I like them to win out? No, 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 I do not. I, I just don't. But your, I say all the, like we talk about the metrics a lot, and I know we do it on the show. I say all that to say I don't think it matters because I think they have solidified their place in the teams that can teams that can make noise. I know it's vague, but I don't know. Maybe some would call them Final Four contenders. You know, teams that you could you could see playing for a championship. Yeah, I I, I think they they have a place. What are the metric? What's the metric that we always look at? Top twenty-five offense, defense, Kempom. They currently have the ninth best offense in the country. They went up a whole bunch after last night's game. Sure. Top twenty-five defense in the country, twenty-fourth right now. I like their matchups. I like their personnel against everybody. Like I do think with all the with all the metric stock, we could you know talk about the basketball part, which is I I, I like I like Creighton's personnel. Match Creighton up against Purdue. Match Creighton up against Auburn. I like Creighton's personnel. I like their shot making. I like what they're able to, you know, I like the idea that, you know, it's very, very hard to score on them at the rim. And if the other team has a shot blocker, Creighton doesn't need to score at the rim to win. I like I like that. I think that's good. So whether they're a two, a three, a four, or a five, I, I don't know that it matters that much. Is that weird to say? No, they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna be a two or a three. By the way, I, but. I wouldn't think so. But it, yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, if if you're not a one, two, three, four, yeah, and five, because four and same. five play each other, right? Well, well, five, you're getting hooked up against that murderer's row of a twelve seat. It's gonna <laughs> that, upset. you. That is true. That is true. Hopefully, you do, you don't want to be in the in the hard twelve game. You There's always the hard twelve. You don't want to play Indiana State. Don't be in the hard twelve game. So. Who says we can't? I, I'm not. I just don't like their chances to. That's all. That's all. All right. Uh, phone call from the 42 Degrees Source Hotline. It is Random Mike. Hi, Mike. Thanks for holding. What's up? Hey, no problem. I, I appreciate you not telling the score of the Creighton game during the women. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that, that was not in the in the cards last night at the basketball game. No. Was that protocol? It was. It, <laughs> it wouldn't have been protocol if I said it out loud. No. But by the way, this is going to be a less random, less random than usual. Uh, I got a flight to catch, and uh, <laughs> normally we charter, but I'm going to fly with the little people this time. So <laughs> it'll, it'll be shorter and quicker. Uh, but you knew the result, right? Uh, I did. Yeah, it. it was. Um, yeah. I, I couldn't avoid the conversation. The people on my on the comms in the building last night were talking about it. There was a real buzz. Yeah, fortunately, I, I didn't. And I mean, in a situation like that, would you, where you're going to watch it uh, on TV or recorded or whatever, would you rather not know the result? Um, I just knew that there was no way I was going to be able to avoid it, so I just kind of went in with that mindset. No, but right. I, I've never – John did that the once because he was physically calling a game and then while the Nebraska-Wisconsin game was going, I, I was okay. I, I, I'm fine with knowing. I'm fine with knowing the end. Uh, yeah, I mean, I typically I'd rather not, uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was fun to watch it. <laughs> I totally agree with you about Ashworth. I mean, I mean, he was considered in my right, a, a bust 
for you know the early part of the year, and it's uh, it's it's reversed itself. There was a lot of comparisons to Nemhard. He's not Nemhard. He's not this. He's not that. He's not kind of what they thought that that they were getting. I don't know if I'd go as far as saying bust, but um, yeah, they they had to take him off the floor in in key moments, and that's obviously not what you were asking for. So um, yeah, he's he's improved greatly. That's for sure. Yeah, he was fantastic. But what did he score in the first half? Was it sixteen? I think. 20? Yeah. What did he score in the second half? Uh, let me check that for you. Sixteen in the first, four in the second. There, you, there you go. And uh, he, uh, and then it was Shireman in the second half. I got so much admiration for uh, Shireman. You know, you know how many threes he took in the game? I think it was two. Baylor Shireman took two three pointers last night. Yep. Think about that, and, and look at the great passes he made in the second half, and the rebounds, and the effort on defense. Uh, but hey, I got to get props, and it just seems to me that great coaches are connected to great strength and conditioning guys. Does mm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. And how about the strength and conditioning guys at Creighton? And, and, and I thought this for a number of years, and then it pays off a lot of times later with guys maybe their second or third year. But look at Shireman this year. I mean, physically. Oh, yeah. He's changed his body completely. <laughs> and look at Kalkbrenner, how much muscle and, and, and conditioning. Yeah. And, uh, don't they have a great system there? Do they have the same guy in charge there for quite a while? Greg McDermott, um, anytime that they, they do the, the media availability before the, before the games, the day before the games, it's been a running joke now. And I think it's like eight or whatever consecutive press conferences that he has mentioned his head trainer Jeremy Anderson and how well of a, how good of a job that he's doing and managing their minutes and how much he's bought into it. He talks about it all the time, all the time. Yeah, and how important is that, Connor? When you're not a particularly deep team, to have guys that are in fantastic condition. And that one pass was it Alexander that made the pass to uh, to Miller uh, when he he outrun everybody. It was a great pass and yeah, and then he had the I think layup. it was yeah. Yeah, and, and to me that that just demonstrated it. But but Shireman in the second half, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just so much admiration for him. But hey, I got just one question about the women's basketball during during when the other te- when the other team is shooting free throws, and you got the sound effects between the first and second free free throw, whatever whatever they are. Is that your? Are you pushing the button there? Or is that somebody else? I am not. That is some. That is not me. Okay, because uh, I think you mentioned watching the Illinois-Indiana game. Uh, oh, yeah, we were watching it. We, we couldn't hear it, but we were watching it in here during the show the other day. Oh, okay, you couldn't hear it. Well, between free throws, <laughs> and that uh, Kugler was doing that game, believe it or not. <laughs> and, uh, boy, he works a lot. Uh, between free throws, it was a great win for Illinois. You know, Indiana's a fantastic team. They won, like, 14 in a row. Uh between free throws, and the other team was shooting. This was the key free throw. The PA guy says, "And remember, free nuggets if they miss two free throws in a row." Yeah, yep. And the crowd went crazy. <laughs> uh, not protocol, but, uh, Mike. Not protocol. <laughs> yeah, and then I noticed uh, yesterday uh, the sound effect. You know, wow, wow, whatever was done after they missed a, a free throw. Uh, so, are you aware that they're going to do that? Uh. It- well, it usually it happens most of the time. It happens most of the time. Um, but I don't know when it's going to happen. We have a sound guy who's just in charge of the whole thing. Uh, yeah, but uh, hey, uh, Bluter, 
it, it messed her up, and uh, I think uh, it had something to do with uh, winning the game. But uh, hey, props for that. I mean, it, it is funny. But uh, uh, I'll let you go. But great, great for hey, great win for Creighton, and uh, I think uh, they're for real. But the strength and conditioning, man, I think that's huge. Bye, Mike. Thank you. You bet. Um. So. I'm glad he brought that up. Mac Mac talks about that all the time, the the strength and conditioning part, and not only the way that we traditionally think about strength in the, in conditioning, which is guys getting bigger and developing over the time, which is which Creighton is so so good at. I mean, you know, you want to hear the mark of a good coach, and I don't know why Mac gets a hard time from Creighton fans at all, but. Their teams always get better as the year goes on, and their players always develop. Their players always get better as their careers go on. Almost with 100% hit rate, Josh. I can't, like, I, yeah. I can't think of too many examples. Their players always get better. Their players always get stronger. Their players always develop, and their teams always get better. As the year goes along, once I made, just look at the last three years with this group, with the the Trey and Calk group, we'll call it, I guess. Three, two years ago, that team I was talking about it yesterday, with Ryan Hawkins and Ryan Nemhard is hurt, and Trey is running the point for the first time in his life, and it's a bunch, you know, and, and Kaluma's a freshman, and they're just trying to figure it out. They don't have Baylor Shireman yet. That team got dragged to an NCAA tournament and won a game. They got better. Even when they lost their, the head of their snake to a wrist injury at St. John's. Last year, same thing. We didn't know they, what they were at the beginning of the year. Are they any good? I don't know. Um, you know, they, they, they should be. And then at the end of the year, here they come and they're playing their best basketball all of a sudden at the end of the year. Same thing with this group. A couple new pieces, a couple new variables into the equation. They should have been good. We didn't know how good. Maybe it was just going to be an okay year. Maybe it was going to be a top 25, you know, first-round exit type of team or second-round exit type of team. Doesn't look like that anymore. They get better every single year. That's I can, there's, there's only one guy you blame for that. You know, and he wants to deflect on – on whether it's Jeremy Anderson or his players or or all the great coaches on his staff, whatever it is, they've had so much staff turnover. They've had so much player turn. Everybody has player turnover, right? They've adapted. They've changed things. There's only one guy that's responsible for it, and that's that's one of the best five or ten co- coaches in the country. And, and he's number coaching keeps downtown. getting smaller. I I <laughs> I don't regret that. I don't regret. Now I'm going to wait for the email from Bob. Mm -hmm. But I can let me. He is. He is so good. I can think of one guy who is on the team right now who has maybe regressed. Trey, Fred King. Okay, there you go. That's a good. Thank you, Josh. Thank you for poking a hole in that a little bit. Because because I know there's all the Husker fans listening are triggered. Oh, are they triggered? They're so triggered that we're talking about a team beating the number one team in the country in the city that which we broadcast. I I feel like the point needs to be driven home over and over. And maybe this is what Ed Cooley was talking about a couple weeks ago or last week. Like, he's so good. 
Greg McDermott is such a good coach. <laughs> I don't know that we could say it enough. They like he he's taken this program like you know think about the conversations we were having ten years ago. This is a Missouri Valley team. It's a good Missouri Valley team, but they're they're in the Big East now. Something's got to be different. They change and they adapted, and now they look and they feel like a big time college basketball program, and they are going to be there regardless if regardless of if they have the you know what people expect to be all big east players or all american players or whatever it might be you could expect them to be there you could expect them to be a top 25 team every single year and then by the time you play them in february it's probably going to be a little bit difficult to play them because they're going to beat whatever they are they're going to be at the full blossom of that they will be at the full force of whatever they they couldn't they can be. That's where they're at right now, and that's because of the one guy. John said it last night a couple times. Um, Six hundredth career win, by the way. I don't know how taboo it is. He's the best coach to ever coach at Creighton. Mm-hmm. I know he's. Still, I think we he, can say that he, now, right? He, he's still seven wins behind Dana, um, and Dana was responsible for so much, obviously, and, and a, a lot a lot of those roots are responsible for what we see today. That is still the case, but what <laughs> that's the, that's the dude. Uh, hot danger on YouTube. Hi, hot danger. Ohio State is going to be real good next year with Mac as their head coach. Not today. That's the danger in all this, right? The hot danger. That's the hot danger. <laughs> that's the hot danger that you fall into. Uh, one quick thing before we get to Mitch Sherman. Oh, I hope this is the thing I was going to bring up before we went to break. This is definitely the thing that you were going to bring up before we went to break. Come on, give me that reaction shot, Connor. The Kansas City Royals are partnering with a local-ish business, and they'll have a sponsored uniform patch. This year? They sure will, Connor. Many teams around the league have this. Oh, yeah, I love that quick Crete patch on my Braves jerseys. They become associated with brands, mm-hmm. and they mix into the uniforms so well. What Clippers fan doesn't love Bumble? Bumble. <laughs> the Nuggets were Western Union until yeah. they became something else yeah. this year. The Royals have partnered with QT. Hell, yeah. My favorite gas station. That is your favorite. (laughs) My favorite gas station. Also, notably, QT has a very red brand, so it kind of sticks out on the uniform like a sore thumb. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So it's a little bit questionable in that regard, but now you think about the Kansas City Royals and you think about Quick Trip, where you can get any number of items off the roller grill, including egg rolls and... uh, you know, chicken roll-ups, buffalo chicken, whatever you'd like. And for everyone bemoaning, oh, ads on uniforms, oh my gosh, uh, this is the only partnership in Major League Baseball that will, I don't know how, there's money going to childhood literacy. Oh, and it's for a good cause. Because of all this. I don't know how, I haven't read anything about it. We must be almost at full capacity on logos to jerseys at this point. I mean, we're getting there. I can't think of two. I mean, the Yankees the freaking Yan- have a patch, Yeah, I, I was you know? like, okay, everyone's going to do this, and the Yankees are going to be like, nope, we're the Yankees. You're not doing that. Yeah. 
So everybody's got a patch now. Don't 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 worry about that. Uh, all right. Let's take a quick timeout. Mitch Sherman is coming up next. We'll take a break from the Jays. Maybe we'll ask him about QT and a variety of other things. Oh, yeah. Um, including Matt Rule's thoughts on Matt, Matt Rule's thoughts on schedules. And I'm sorry, real quick, before we go to break. Yes, we are aware. Our stream is down yet again. What is going on? I'm going to remain calm. When you don't have internet in the building, it's hard to prop that stream up, I guess. put a, Get another hamster on the wheel. Many ways to listen to the show. Once again, many ways. Mitch Sherman is next on 1620 The Zone.